0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 144 of the Audible Farm Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Couchtown Coffee. They've been with us for a long time, and I still drink Couchtown Coffee every morning. You can, too. All you gotta do is go to couchtowncoffee.com, find a coffee you like, make an order, and when you do, they'll give you 20% off. All you have to do is say audible farm sent you you know you, you make your order when you send them an email something like that just say hey i heard uh, heard about you from audible farm boom 20 percent off it's that easy uh, and it you know really is that easy because he's going to do all the hard work for you he's going to roast the coffee and ship it directly to your house you just have to sit back and enjoy the coffee so thank you very much couch town this episode i'm sitting down with caleb ferry it's been a long time since i've sat down and talked with him on the podcast anyways Believe it or not, the first time we ever met each other was on the podcast, and uh, we became pretty good friends after that. He's one of those hardworking musicians that's out there, as you'll find out in the episode. He's in four different bands, you know, you might even be able to say five bands, maybe even more at times, depending on what he's got going on. But he's got four decently hardworking bands taking a lot of dates this summer. So he's going to be a busy, busy person when it comes to be showtime this summer. Uh, we talk about the positives and negatives of doing that. You know, sometimes it's nice to to have that many bands and to have the, that kind of artistic expression. But the downside is you might not be able to see all your buddies play this summer. So there's positives and negatives to playing that many shows, but uh, mostly just positives. Why? Because as we talk about in this episode, Caleb just loves to play music. We also get a little introspective in this episode as well, so we kind of talk about what we like or don't like about the music scene around us, and uh, you know some of our preferences as far as musical stylings and things like that, so don't take any of this uh, super super to heart. We're all just kind of goofing around, hanging out. Caleb's one of my favorite people in the music scene, um, and he was one, one of those people that when I first met him, I was like, ah, I don't know, he's, he's a good drummer, he's, he's probably just going to look down on me because he's such a good musician, but he taught me that... Uh, you know he's one of the good guys he's he's one of the good guys and that's why i like him so i hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as i enjoy sitting down talking to him this is episode 144 with caleb ferry it's the audible farm podcast with your host peter stockdale Today I'm sitting down with Caleb Ferry, and uh, Caleb, you've been on the podcast before, I think actually it was like two years ago, like honestly. Probably
1: thereabouts, yeah, yeah. it's
0: been a while. Um, the funny thing about that was like, that was like the first time you and I ever really like met. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And you like drove up to my house to do the podcast, I was like, I'll come to you, it's no big deal, and you're like, no, I'm coming, I'm like, get ready for me, <laughs> you just mm-hmm. showed up and we actually had a really good conversation, mm-hmm. ironically, you know, and um you know that's another one of those things i always think like oh this guy's in the music scene he's so cool he's not he doesn't want to talk to me you know he's such and a- then you realize uh, how I- not cool i am <laughs> yeah. Re- everyone's a regular person i think that's one of the funnest things i found For on this sure. podcast i always think everyone is just like way up here you know and it's all like well we're actually all kind of on the same playing field you know regardless of how long who's been in the in the music scene et cetera. Mm-hmm. but uh you know you you have been you know playing quite a bit as mm-hmm. of late with like 900 different bands um I mean, of course, you got the whole Brutal Republic thing going on. That's been, like, your mainstay, I would say. For about seven years. Yeah, yeah. throughout the years. Uh, Jeremy did post a picture of you, you guys together. Um, I, I don't know how long ago the picture was, but you were looked pretty young in the picture, and it was just like, oh, man. You have been in the band for a yeah, long time. Yeah, like,
1: probably, like, 50 pounds less and probably, like, way less tattoos, too. <laughs> well, yeah. 50
0: pounds less would have just been about a year ago, pre-COVID, for almost all of us. That so, <laughs> so Cause, yeah, cause, it's true too. <laughs> that's just the way it works. Uh, for anybody watching on video, uh, we'll see if we can frame ourselves up and slim it out a little bit, you know? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on here, actually, uh, brutal. You guys have been doing a lot of shows. You recently played Donkey Days, if I'm not mistaken, in, mm-hmm. in Renwick. How was that? How was that show for you?
1: It was good, man. Uh, we got to play with Riddled with uh, Riddled with Class, which those guys are like pretty much the coolest.
0: Like, yeah, yeah.
1: They play like a lot of those songs that, like, if you were like into like the like punk or pop punk or like alternative stuff, like when you were like a teenager, they knock that stuff out of the park. Yeah, like, I like, they they nail it so hard. <laughs> like, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I like to say, if you're, like, 25 to 45, they play songs that you grew up listening to. Yeah. You know, definitely. anywhere in the, which is, like, everyone that goes to bars now. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so, like, if you're at, like, a street dance or you go to a bar or something, uh you're in their market. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. If you sit there for an hour, you're going to hear about four or five songs that you're just like, oh, this is my jam, you know? Yeah. I mean, yep. from pop punk to Rage Against the Machine to, you know... Oh, you're like a '90s alt rock type stuff and everything. In between. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they uh, they hold no quarter, and this last year they've been switching up their their set list a little bit compared to what they mm. usually do. So it's kind of fun to go see them and be like, "Oh, this is a new song or whatever." And you know, I mean, they were like one of the first bands I remember seeing a lot of because. Well, Nick's from Humboldt, and they would book a lot of gigs there before I would get out of town and watch a lot of shows. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he was one of my first people. As a matter of fact, he was one of the first people. I was just like, if you talk to this person, if you talk to this person, he put me in contact with a lot of you guys in the Fort Dodge area that I wasn't too familiar with. So, you know, hats off to Nick for that. I
1: was going to say, like, you pretty much can't find a nicer dude than that. (laughs) Like, no joke, like, Nick Earhart is probably, like, the like the truest sense of someone who's just like he's like very like selfless and just like loves the music like he is in it like because he truly loves this shit
0: yeah like, oh yeah 100 percent like
1: it's like there's you know there's no other reason for him he's just like he loves it so much 100 and it's just yeah. like and it shows because he that it, like all the other musicians that come around he treats them like you know
0: like garbage no I'm just no no <laughs> he like treats he treats him really nice he just treats
1: everybody so well like he's just an incredibly nice guy
0: uh yeah another a fine example of everyone's on an even playing field with that guy just because he's been playing for 10 plus years doesn't mean that he thinks he's like cooler or better than anyone else 100 you know?
1: percent like that guy like I, I mean he he and i kind of always joke around like you know whenever we see each other and stuff and like he's always like oh i'm like the worst member in my band and i was like preach bro like (laughs) like, you know like like i think i have you beat like for like you know
0: yeah oh well actually yeah with the whole brutal thing uh those yeah you're you're playing with some madmen and don't you know sell yourself short though either i mean as far as drummers around the area you're you're top tier so um i think i'm i think i'm reliable Oh, that's you know, that's better like let's put it this way. I can play (laughs) an A C D C beat. You know, I can play an A C D C beat, you know, that's what I always tell people. Like if you want anything else than that, you want me to play a fill? No, like (laughs) it ain't gonna happen, you know. Yeah. So I've I've you
1: know back in the punk rock days and stuff like that, I used to do a lot of like fast, just everything was fast, you know, fast fills, fast everything. You know? And I completely got away from that. Yeah. And I just started, like, really working on, like, playing in the pocket. Yeah. Like, because I, I started to realize, like, songs sound so much better when you aren't playing to be flashy and you're playing to, like, make a song sound good.
0: That is very true, too.
1: Like, um, that's, that's the biggest thing in my head all the time is I'm just like, this isn't, like, this isn't a show for me. This is a show for the band. Like, it's, like, focus on focus on playing the songs well and not doing more than you have to that's, like that's true and it, it makes a it makes a hell of a difference because i mean obviously it's gotten me into four bands at the moment <laughs> yeah so it's like you know it's i've always just stuck to the not flashy shit honestly
0: You know, and that's honestly, like, that fits uh, very straightforward with the best advice. I always say, this is the best advice I ever got playing music. Somebody once told me, um, when you're playing music with somebody, stay out of the way until it's your turn to get in the way, then get in the way. Yeah. And and I was just, like, at first I was like, that's mean. And then I was like, no, that's the best advice anyone's ever given me, you know? And uh, it's true, though. like. not every song needs shreddy guitar the whole entire time because, like, where do you go from there? You know? Yep. That's like getting in a car and going 90, and then, you know, like, where do you go from there? Like, the car can't go any faster, you know? Yeah. And I
1: mean, I mean here's the thing. Like, you know, generally, like, in most bands, you got about three to five guys,
0: right? Yep. So
1: if you have a drummer, a guitar player, singer, whatever... Whatever Pace is the, I was gonna say
0: whatever is the bassist yeah to, yeah whatever. whatever you know bass player whatever but like
1: <laughs> the thing is is all of them could be super duper stout musicians yeah and everything but still sound like shit because they're playing for themselves that's true you know like to where it's like if you're not playing if you're not playing for the purpose of the band you can really like make
0: it sloppy and almost it just sounds muddy yeah Um I mean. And I'm not gonna pick on anyone, but like, let's say you're playing your like punk rock type music, or like some, mm-hmm. play, some like metal style drums where it's lots of fills and things like that. But you're trying to play, and I always like to just throw out country music. But like, you, you can't do that during country music. You can't no. like you can't like do sweet picking solos the mm-hmm. whole time during you know country music. And it's, I mean, I'm sure you could fit it in there somewhere here and there. But that comes back to like get in when get in the way when you're supposed when, to when
1: it's worth yeah
0: yeah yeah when it's worth the while. Exactly. I mean, that was always something, you know, to me trying to figure out the best way to like, not, I don't know, like I started playing lead guitar with Jesse Wilson. And it's like, how do I fit in here and not just stomp all over his words while he's singing and stuff? You know, I, I
1: won't lie. I was so stoked when you started doing yeah, that. That's like cool. I was, I, you know, Jesse, Jesse always kind of would mention to me, he's like, you know, if you ever looking to play drums and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, if I wasn't so busy, I would consider it. And I was like, because like that dude, he's he's working hard. Yeah, he's working super hard. Yeah, he's he's writing his own material and it's coming out good and everything. And not only that, but like he's. Like, he's basically got, like, a lot of the puzzle pieces and stuff like that. And when when I heard that you were playing with him, mm-hmm. I was like, that's an excellent puzzle piece yeah, to add, yeah, dude. Exactly. I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> I was just like, you know, he's had quite a few people bounce in and out with him and stuff like that here and there. But I'll tell you what, like when, like, when he said that, like, he had you coming in and stuff, I was like, that's the guy you
0: need, yeah, dude. Yeah. like for sure. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> it all made, was, it made sense. It, I mean, it works out really well too, because you know, I just took that advice of staying out of the way. So it's like I'll play rhythm guitar, but I'll play the same chords in a different part of the neck, so it's a bigger chord sound or whatever. Yeah, and then filling, when
1: it, you're filling space, man. Yeah. And
0: then when it's solo time, solo time, you know. Yeah. You know, he just yep. gives me the look, and it's like, all right, here we go. You know, it's go time. And uh I mean, that's something like obviously it takes a little playing with somebody, because like I told you beforehand, like we don't actually like sit down and practice too much like at all i mean we go to jam nights and play together Yeah, we play at shows together and things like that we've sat down and practiced a few times at his place but other than that it was more just like let's see if we can get all this stuff together
1: but yep i mean that's how it is with uh i mean the ramblers have never rehearsed yeah well okay i lied when clint and i clint and i rehearsed one time Uh, and that was because we were playing a show in, um, Des Moines at Woolies with like Carrie nation. And, uh, it was, uh, Matthew James and the Rust Belt union Cool. and a bunch of really, really dope bands. So like he and I like sat down one night and we were like, we should probably like bring our guns loaded, you know, like, like try to bring it, you know? And, and we did. So like we, we practiced our ass off and actually like, yeah came in nailed tight. our set and yeah. everything. So that was really cool. But that was honestly the only time the ramblers have ever rehearsed. Yeah. And I'm, then the day drinkers don't brutal used to more than we do. But yeah. I think everyone's just so busy anymore that it's just hard to get everybody together to
0: do it. Yeah. Especially when, you know, you're in multiple vans uh, with brutal and Vino's in multiple bands. And then yeah. Clint does solo shows as well as bands, mm-hmm. full band shows, but his full band is like you and you're in four bands or whatever. And then you got, uh, um, Reuter And he's also In another band with you yep, And, sometime, and sometimes Sometimes yeah. he plays Some solo shows You know mm-hmm. So it's like Well Has anybody got Open time In their schedule And stuff Cause I mean it's yeah. to the point Where I'm I'm even filling in Here and there With Clint You know Playing gigs with him Which is great dude yeah. Like honestly
1: <laughs> Like Like here's the thing uh, Like don't get me wrong I absolutely love I love Playing Every single Like in every single Band that I'm in Yeah Like I love it So much But I mean, it's nice to be able to bring outside hands in every once in a while to mm-hmm. be like, okay, cool, like, we can at least fill this spot. Yep. You know? So, like, I, I know that, like, Cole Smothers, like, came in and did, like, a a weekend with the Ramblers in Iowa City. Yep. And everything. And that, that dude, every time I see him, he gets better at drums. It's oh, my It's like, gosh. no joke, like, that kid, like, he... He's really doing great. Like, it's so cool to see because I remember when he first kind of got into the scene and stuff like that, like, you know, like, he and I would talk a lot, and he's like, man, I just, like, hope that I can, like, figure it out and like get get going and everything and i was just like dude you're already getting you're all you're almost yeah, there yeah. anyway like yeah. don't like don't sell yourself short you're doing it bro yeah. like you know like you're you're killing it it's awesome
0: yeah it's like one of those like i can't wait to get on the road and get to where i'm going it's like dude you're already in your car going there. like yeah you know? exactly <laughs> you're already it's like halfway dude, there yep you're already going man uh and that was another like i can vouch for that 100 because like we brought him in to do a show with jesse wilson mm-hmm. um and it was and there's nothing against jesse doing the beatbox thing but there's no variation when you're doing a beatbox you know there's no breathability in the in the rhythm right. section there's no dynamic changes and stuff like that and having yep. cole in there it was just like holy cow this is another level of something you
1: know yeah dude and i mean cole has been working with uh elias nets
0: too yep. in the country scene a little bit and dude like those guys kill it yeah, they do great Yeah, I saw a rehearsal video of theirs They were like rehearsing in, in like a living room somewhere Which is like honestly where a lot of us end up rehearsing I was anyways. gonna say, yeah,
1: if I had a dollar for every living room rehearsal that I had it
0: would be rich yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's very true Yeah, so like, and that's the other thing a lot of people say to me Like, oh, you're in a punk band in Des Moines But you also play country music with this guy And I mean, I, I always just say Jesse plays country music But it's like you know, he, if you go watch a live show, he's, he's playing like rap songs and everything else. He, he does whatever he wants and that's the funnest part about it. I
1: was going to say, and that's the thing is, is like not, um, limiting yourself Yeah, is really a key to being successful. Uh, yeah. hundred percent. You know, like a lot of people, like I hate to, I hate to like. I hate to like call these people out and stuff like that, but it's like one of those things where like if, if people if people expect you to stick to a single genre of music and everything like that, and they're like, oh yeah, like sold out and go and do this or something like that, it's like, dude, like I'm an average Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm not a rock star. Okay. Yeah. I just want to play music. Yeah, 100%. Like, I play music because I want to play music, yeah. not because I'm. Trying to like stick it to the man in a certain way or some dumb shit like <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. It's like, no, I just, I love the fact that I get to do what I do mm-hmm. and I love the people I get to do it with. It doesn't even, at that point, I don't care what music I'm playing.
0: Oh uh, yeah. hundred percent. You know? And that comes back to like, like I said, I was, I'm in a punk band. I'm in a country band. I play like what I would call folk music with Clint, you know? Uh, like on that's occasions. Americana
1: at its finest. Dude. Yeah, Like I'll tell you what, like. Like, we just played this place... uh, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Keep going. But uh, we just played this place with Jeremy uh, and DJ filled in for us, uh, DJ Fisher. And uh, it was East Grove Mead. Okay. So, like, honey wine. Yep. Is what they make. And... It's in Salem, so it's forever away. Yeah. Like, literally forever away. It's four hours from here. And, like, you know, I mean, it's about as far as you can get while staying in Iowa. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, we played there on Saturday. And, dude, tell you what, I was, like, Clint called me today, and I was like, Bro. Tear this place down. Like, go there and play there, and I shit you not, they're going to adore you. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, the, they'll literally fall in love with you there. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And I, it was just. Everything there was like totally Clint's cup of tea. Yeah, like, and I was just like, "Bro, we had like if I don't, I was like, I don't care if you take the whole band, whatever. Just like, you got to check this place out. It's awesome."
0: Yeah, Clint's got that ability to fit in wherever wherever he goes, and not in a chameleon sense where it's like, oh, "I dressed up and acted the way they wanted me to." He right. acts exactly the same way, and like it doesn't matter where he goes, he fits in, which is pretty fun. You know, it's one he's of those- charming. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. <laughs> he really is. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's kind of
1: one of those things where I think almost anybody can sit down and talk with Clint. He's just one of those. He's he he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's just a genuine dude across the board. And like, he doesn't care what side of himself he shows you. Yeah, it just is what it is. You take it or leave it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I. And we're gonna go back to this one more time. So like, uh, I play in like a bunch of different bands uh i was in a metal band for a while you know i i had put together a blues band for a little while and things like that and people like when i tell them that stuff they're like man you're in every genre and it's like i just like to play you know it's not like i'm the best blues guitarist or the best metal guitarist or anything like that i just like to play you know so like i like to try out you know i'll see what these guys have to offer i'll see what that person has to offer I'll mm-hmm. you know just fit in where i fit in and try different things and you're pretty much no different, you know? Like I said, no. uh, you play with Clint, and that's, you know, the folk Americana scene. Mm-hmm. You're with Brutal Republic, which is everything from, like, what I would call, like, damn near, like, jazz music all the way to, like, heavy, hard rock. Yeah. I mean, you guys cover a wide range of stuff, too. Um, you got Corey Waller and the Wicked things that you're playing with now, and that's uh, mostly just, like, a country-ish style band. Yeah, but
1: I mean, it's, like, it's pretty close to, like, I would say, like, country rock and roll almost. Yeah. Too. Like, it's, like... We don't really play any songs like that aren't
0: kind of like, I don't know, still a little edgy in a way. Yeah, in a sense, you know. Yeah, I mean, I so. guess I would put Jake Clyde kind <clears throat> of in that area too, you know, because they were like that when they were playing, and this is kind of like a derivative of that, you mm. know. Um, so, so um, otherwise, you were in uh. Uh, the Ashberries, they played punk music, you know? and Yeah, like, kind of, yeah, punk m- punk music alternative sort of stuff, mm-hmm. almost, in a way. And then you got, uh, I would call it, like, a singer-songwriter type deal with uh, the Day Drinkers, because you play, you know, you do cover tunes there, too, but, you know, Jordan writes his own material, yeah, too, as well. Yeah, like, so. Jordan
1: kind of dips into that, like, 90s-style music, too, which mm-hmm. is, like... Uh, you know, guilty pleasure of mine. I really, <laughs> I really enjoy that stuff. It's a lot of fun.
0: There's some '90s music I really enjoy, but some of it I also for. You know, I'm just, I don't know, I don't enjoy, but also like. I've found that if you're playing the one playing the music, you find a way to like it anyways. So, like, there's so much music that, like, I'm not a country fan at all, but playing country music with Jesse's been like, oh, this song's awesome. That song's awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I find myself. You like, really grow to love that yeah, stuff. And I find myself listening to, like, Should Have Been a Cowboy. I'm like, I oh, wonder what the music video for <laughs> this is like. And I'm just like, oh, this music video is hilarious, but it's uh, also, like, awesome. And if nobody's seen it, look at it. Like, Toby Keith has a mullet and he looks like he's, like, 20 years old. The yeah, music yeah it's, for it's, sure. it's freaking hilarious. Yep. Especially compared to what he looks like now, but. Yep. Uh, you know, don't put a boot in my ass, you know, Toby yeah. you know, please. But, uh, yeah, like, so like, I'm sure that translates back to like, you just like playing music and that's why mm-hmm. you're in all these different bands. But like, how do you find yourself traversing the different bands? I guess that might be something, um, like how do you bridge the gap between all the different styles? Do you change your style that much when you go from one to the next or, um, like I said, I mean, for the most part,
1: like I just, I just try to play to the songs, mm-hmm. you know, like, regardless of what it is and stuff like that i mean obviously with brutal like you bring more intensity and stuff like that you know you just have to Mm -hmm. like it demands it yeah you know and like jeremy kind of says this about it too like it's like like it's almost like a killer instinct sort of thing like when you're on stage and stuff like that and you're playing like the harder tunes you almost have to just like have that like like animosity almost yeah, like you know yeah. cuz otherwise it doesn't seem genuine like when you're playing that like hard stuff and everything like i like i love that stuff so much like jeremy writes some of the dopest metal tunes on the planet like i oh, love yeah. that stuff oh yeah like <laughs> but yeah and i mean you know what's funny though is like i'm i'm sitting here and i'm in all these bands and i've been with brutal for like 7 years and i i kind of mentioned this to jeremy the other day and this like holds true Like, the more I think about it, the more I'm just like, wow, yeah. Like, literally, I would not be in the shoes I'm in without Jeremy Over. I think a lot of people could probably honestly say that. Like, I'm not even joking you. Like, that dude, he's a very selfless dude. He, like, brings everybody up. Not only that, but, like, he himself is the reason why, like, I have been able to venture out and be in other bands is because, like, of just the spotlight of being able to play with such a fantastic musician, yeah, like, like it. There's, there's literally nowhere but up when you're with that dude. Uh, 100%. Like, he brings everyone up around him, and it's like seriously. I know he'll watch this and be like, "Oh, that's really nice," but like, I mean, yeah. he's he's an asshole, but like.
0: And it comes back to, it's just how humble he is, too. Yeah. he'll watch this and be like, yeah, like you said, he'll just be like, oh, that's nice, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's, but it's just like, dude, but it, not, you but don't but Like, no <laughs> joke,
1: no joke, man. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm just being totally honest here. Like, I'm not sure, if I didn't join Brutal, I don't think I would be in four bands right now. And I don't think that I would potentially be at a stage where I didn't want to have a normal job and just wanted to play music full time. Yeah, I mean. Because, like, I, that's where I'm at right now, is I'm like, I'm in four bands, and I'm like, maybe i don't want to work nine to
0: five anymore yeah exactly uh, <laughs> like maybe i just want to play music um you I'm, know? I'm feeling that you know i feel that too you know playing with jesse and and his schedule is pretty full and like this last weekend i was like well how'd your show go today clint he's like oh it's good i got another one you want to play and it's just like yeah sure you know and like i'm just picking up i'm starting perfect. to pick up gigs left and yeah, right i've already perfect. played i can't remember how i counted it up to that i played like 37 gigs this year already and it's like that's insanity you yeah. know like last year i'd You know, Didn't play 37 gigs The year before that I didn't Like all year long And we're not even Halfway through the year See and and that's That's the
1: wonderful part About like uh, Our friend group And everything like that Is that Despite the fact That we're all in different bands And stuff like that This is a brotherhood dude Like it really is Like Everyone in this scene Like that we run with Mm -hmm. Like I don't know About anybody else But like But the people That we run with Like Are It's a family dude Straight up And, and what's the best part about that is, is we can call on each other to do like whatever, whenever sort of stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's so nice to be able to just be like, yeah, like Clint can literally just bump into you and be like, do you want to come play a show with me? It's like, perfect. Yeah. Like, like I could, one, (laughs) I could definitely use something to do this Friday, you know, or something like that, you know? And it's like, that's the best part about this. Like this group of people is that, uh, everyone can hold their own uh-huh. and everyone is like a brother, you know, it's, it's amazing.
0: You know, and that's the thing. Like when I first got into the music scene here in the four Dodge area, I was just like, I don't know if I fit in. I don't know if I'm good enough or whatever, but like once you go to enough jam nights, you start to like, you know, see where you fit in with other people. And like I said, you gotta get in the way when you're supposed to and stay out of the way when you're you know not supposed to, and you start to figure out this formula of how you fit in with different people and stuff. And you realize, you know, Jeremy Ober, you know, one of the biggest names around the area. Nice guy. You know, you got Chris Carr. Nice guy, you know. And, like, everybody's just such a nice guy around here. And it's like, you know, there's enough. Something I was talking with Jesse about the other day was, like, nobody up here is selfish. Like, there's enough. You know, the pie is big enough we can cut a slice for everyone here. And it's not like, this is my place where I play. And I'm not telling you how to get a booking here. Everyone's trying to push other people in the door at other places. I honestly
1: think that musicianship and being a good musician is just as much character as it is ability to play. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. You know, cuz I'll be honest with you, like if I meet someone who who is just up their own ass, I'm not going to listen to you. I don't care. <laughs> like at that rate, like I write you off in like a second. It's just like, dude, if you're not in this like for the same like reasons that like you should be like everybody else like cuz I mean, if you don't love the music and it's not like your passion and everything. Like, I mean, of course there's guys that are just like, I just play guitar cause it's fun every once in a while. You know, that's yeah.
0: totally okay. Yeah. Baseball jammers. Yeah. Go
1: you. you yeah. Know? It's okay. like, get after it, man. If you're enjoying it, enjoy it. Like, yep. but like if you're out here doing it and stuff like that, like it's just, you know, like there's no reason to like not bring everybody else up with you.
0: Yeah. I and mean, not
1: be a dick. <laughs> yeah, and it comes back to like like Sorry, you said I have been swearing
0: a lot and I apologize. No, go I don't for know it if that's okay. Yeah, right yeah,
1: it's all good. Everything I can't gets- remember it's been a long time since <laughs> I've been on your podcast. I mark
0: everything as explicit, so there's yeah, oh, fair so it's all yeah. good. It's all good. But we're coming back to like Jeremy Ober ran that jam night at Patty's. Right. And like I had played at a couple shows, um, in the area and he couldn't come but then i went to like a couple barnum jam nights and and he like realized like oh this guy actually kind of knows how to play or whatever and he just hit me up he's like you want to be a host musician which means like i bring my gear and stuff and play if nobody else shows up to play you know yeah so so if there's no one else there you gotta play the whole night but luckily i'm a guitarist and a million guitarists came to those jam nights so um you know bassists not so lucky drummers not always so lucky but uh it was pretty funny you know it was a good experience to go up there and it's like man jeremy like only saw me play like three times, realized I could like hold my water well enough. And then invited me to come play along with him. And I was just like, I'm standing on stage next to Jeremy Ober. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things where it's like a year ago, I would have never thought about this or whatever, you know? And so I owe a lot to him too, you know, just uh, always encouraging me to do better. And I don't know, like there was a couple jam, you know, a couple weeks ago to jam night, I was just like, man, I suck tonight. And he's like, Oh, you sounded pretty good. Actually. And I was like, Well, hot damn. Thank you, man. You know, it's like I was was down here at ground level for a while. Just that one compliment brought me back up, you know, and it's like, that's such a nice thing for him to say stuff like that, you know? Yeah.
1: Jeremy's always pretty encouraging too. like for the most part, like I've been like I said, I've been playing with him for like seven, at least seven, almost probably almost eight at this point. It's been a long time. But like even on bad shows and stuff like that to where I know that I wasn't like up to snuff and everything like that. He's still like, yeah, you did. All right. I'm like, fuck off. (laughs) Like, no, I didn't, you (laughs) know, and, and everything. And like, and he's being genuine. He's like, no dude, he's like, you did it. It is what it is, man. Like, don't, you know we're playing tomorrow don't 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 overthink it you know get after it exactly
0: i like to to do the analogy thing too because it's like who else could have done what you were doing it's not like they could have just pulled some rando person in the crowd and done what you're doing you know and i mean of all the other drummers around it's just like bring them in see how well they do you know out of on a whim it's like you're the you're the guy (laughs) you know you got the car from point a to point b and that's you did it you know yep, and exactly even if you're like well i took a wrong turn somewhere it's like we still ended up where we were going it yeah, matter. yeah you know like, it doesn't matter yeah it took us an extra minute to get there it's yeah, no big deal hoop to do big deal you <laughs> know like but i mean that's one of those things where like, i think we are uh, as some you know not all of us but a lot of us as musicians are like our own worst enemies in that sense oh thing, 100% so, like, like I uh I live and die on
1: self-deprecation. Like, just, like, literally, like, every time I mess up, I just shit all over myself.
0: Yeah. But isn't it kind of motivating, though, too? Like, I...
1: No, that's I, why I do it. Yeah, 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 100% is I'm like, you. do you want to feel like this later? Yeah. Then don't do it again, moron, yeah, you know? Yeah, like exactly. That sort of thing. It's like, you know, I just, like, I live and die on that stuff. I'm like, it's a lot of me, like, putting myself down to make sure that next
0: time I, like, bring my you know yeah i agree 100 bring my game because i was like the same way though like when i was in high school i was just like man i am the coolest i can play guitar and i'm the man and it's like you know how to play like five chords and some power chords like you can't even solo dude just tone it down a notch you know and like when i started realizing realizing that when it was just like time to start playing uh, other than just like at your local high school or something you know for kids you enjoy that enjoy being around you and it's like oh man i got to i gotta brush up on my skills then i was just like i suck you know and then i i started to realize that like when you think you're good then you pretty much just stop growing you know and when you realize you need the improvement you're going to constantly improve you know yeah and to the outsider they might be like this guy's got some self-deprecation issues and it's like no 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 you don't understand like this is (laughs) i'm fueling myself up here like yeah no for sure it's like it's
1: like i'm sitting here and i'm verbally abusing myself uh to benefit me down the road yeah, exactly
0: yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah i mean uh and I, it does <laughs> it, it, it it's like funny but it's not you know it does suck when you're just sitting there tearing yourself a new one or whatever you're driving home from a show just like punching the roof of the car like god oh, damn it oh, this yeah. sucked. but it's just like well no it really wasn't that bad you know too and then you start to realize like well uh, these songs that i messed up i gotta make sure i don't mess them up other times right. or whatever you know yep um so I'll throw you a good example. So like the song uh, Clint has, Wait for my love to come home. Mm. Wait for my love to come home. Wait for... You know, so like that's got like an odd turnaround at the end that is just like the end of the song. And it's like one of the few times like a different chord is used in the song because it's a very basic song. But I always mess up the turnaround at the end. Every time, you know? Yeah. And so like we'd do that at jam nights and I'd just be like, I want to throw my guitar out in the sand pit right now <laughs> and just, just drive home without any of my gear, you know? But uh, then when we we're playing live, it's just like... I'm just like the whole song. I'm just like beat myself up. Like if you mess this up, if you mess this up in front of these people, the best part
1: about that is, is that like whenever you like think that way, when you're on stage, it always leads to you messing up something else.
0: Uh, Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like
1: I'm not even kidding. Like I, if I had a dollar for every time I was on stage and I was like, don't screw this part up. And then like you get to that part and you're like, okay, I did it. And then Like afterwards, you're just like, oh, I just messed that up. And I messed that up. Oh, my God. This is a train wreck now. (laughs) So like a lot of times you focus so heavily on like a single part and it screws up like another part. So a lot of times like I always like when people are like, what are you thinking about when you're up there? Like nothing. A
0: lot of times it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, it's the same for you, then?
0: Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll say it this. Um, if anybody's ever taken a picture of me playing guitar, you can easily tell by my facial expression there's nothing going on in my head (laughs) (laughs) i have this like drooling like homer simpson like ah, like face when i'm playing guitar that's a million
1: dollar question what's
0: peter thinking about (laughs) donuts (laughs) there's my homer simpson reference i'm not even a real big simpsons fan yeah no me but but everybody knows that one but yeah i mean i'm I, I don't take good pictures playing guitar live. And that's because like I said, I'm just like, I'm just standing there for the most part with like my mouth wide open. Just like, ah, I was going to say, ah, dude, like, I, ah. if I had a dollar for every picture of my <laughs> mouth wide open, I would, yeah, uh,
1: just feels it's like, you know, and you know, I got a million dollar smile. Everyone knows that. So it's kind of one of those <laughs> things where it's like, it's, it's pretty embarrassing to see some of the pictures that come out when, when it's like, oh, I caught you with your mouth wide open. It's
0: like, neat
1: thanks (laughs) love you
0: (laughs) but you know that's also (laughs) another thing like you're your own worst enemy in that sense oh yeah i don't think anyone else thinks about it as much as you do so that's uh but I think we all have those about our own personal looks, though, too. Where you know, like I, like I already said it earlier, like you were like, oh, yeah, f-, you know, 50 pounds ago, I was like this. And I was like, yeah, that was me before COVID. You know? Yeah, 100%. I'm just chonking out here with COVID hit, hitting. And I yep. just sat at a computer desk for like, I was gonna <laughs> say, I for liter- like a year. Yeah, straight. I literally <laughs> <laughs> I literally did so
1: much couch hanging that it was ridiculous just uh, sitting on the couch. Yeah. Uh, not uh, doing anything productive with my life.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that's the best part about shows coming back and stuff, because like like we said, uh, it was like a light switch went off this year. All of a sudden, everyone was just like, um, "Here comes the f bomb!" Everyone was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go play." Right. You know, and I, I try not to drop too many f bombs, but seriously, that's what everyone was like. It was all it was like all of a sudden, like boom. There's a bazillion bookings. Bars are tired of not having people in them. Yep. Uh, town gatherings need entertainment, and they're not going to take no for an answer this year. Who's, right. gonna, who's gonna play it there's some people that are still like i'm not taking bookings because i'm scared or whatever and it's like that's cool you don't have to but there's just let you know like everyone's out there playing now yeah it's a
1: wildfire so at some point you're gonna have to burn with everybody else yeah. like it's it's one yeah. of those things where like like if if you want you know if you're a, a venue that hires bands and stuff like that and you're not booking right now you're probably missing out on like a heyday because people want to come out. Uh, you know, like yeah. really,
0: Every like sh- really people want to come out. Every show I've played this year has been, uh, I mean, I can think of a few that were a little bit empty, but those were like odd situations. Like we did mm-hmm. play a show in like January that was pretty empty, you know? And it was like, well, that was January. Everyone was still kind of on, you know, pins and needles. But right. like, Or like you go to a venue that's like four hours away where nobody knows you. And it's like, well, this wasn't as full as it could have been. But like, I mean, you go to shows that like, you know wherever like stinkers here in town or you go to junkyard i took a couple pictures of the junkyard 5 year anniversary that place was asshole to elbows packed like yeah. there you couldn't could yeah, walk dude. around in there it was so full of people and it's yep. like hey you know uh people want to do this live music thing and that's 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 where we're at i mean that's we were talking about that earlier with uh uh, Corey Waller and the wicked things. Like I looked up your schedule and I was like, I'm going to write some dates down. And it's like, Oh, you got 15 on the books. It looks like, so yeah. I'll just write a couple down here and we'll go with that. Yep. So, but I mean, brutal is no different. You guys got a handful of shows coming yep. up. Jeremy is staying busy when, you know, when you're busy, He does the solo thing yeah. or does the duo Republic thing. And I mean, uh, day is
1: fantastic. I mean like the, the coolest part of all that is that you get like, uh, you get such a variety that way mm-hmm. and everything. Which I think, I mean, like, people say Variety is the spice of life sort of shit. And, uh, like, and it's kind of true. I mean, like, I don't know if you've ever gone out to a show where, like, Jeremy and Vino play. And they're just doing acoustic and stuff. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. They do fantastic. It's so cool. You know, like, it's just one of those things where, like, it's, like... Just because you're busy and like, you know, people are off doing their own thing doesn't mean that like some magic can't happen still, you know, like it's like, yeah, I've seen there's a lot of really cool stuff that still comes out of some of those smaller performances and everything.
0: I've seen every possible variant of brutal play except for just like Jeremy and you. That's like the only one I haven't seen. And like, those are rare, we but, do those but, the, too, but they yeah. happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and I mean, you do some of that kind of stuff with the day drinkers. Did you just recently pull in a, uh, was it? Who'd you pull in as your second guitarist? Uh DJ, DJ? Fisher. Yeah. yeah. I was I was gonna say I don't want to guess people's names wrong and stuff because i fuck, I've done that before. Oh, there's I, another F bomb. But yeah. <laughs> pow. <laughs> Boom, pow. Sorry, Mom. Um <laughs> she's not listening. Uh but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh uh believe it or not, I've called people by the wrong name on the podcast. Even my own guests, I've I've done that once, and uh the guy looked at me like he was gonna murder me, and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but it's, you know, it happens so You yeah, DJ- oughtn't
1: take yourself so seriously yeah. you know? well, this,
0: is, this is real business here I wrote all my notes down on a quarter of a paper towel Look out yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, if you called me Clint I would just be like, <laughs> 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 you know? like It's like, wouldn't even care uh, Wouldn't even bother me But yeah, I mean, like you're, you're freaking busy already this summer yeah. If we want to just bring up a couple of the dates here I mean, how much time we got in here? About a half an hour Oh nice, we're cruising right along Um, One of the big shows I was coming down to talk to you about, um, at least to plug a little bit, was the Reforge Initiative, which is still a little over a month away. Um, But that's July 30th, and that's something that Jeremy had started with scholarships for kids either going to play music or art or things in those kind of genres. And this is like the fundraising concert for that, so... You're going to be doing that show, like I said, July 30th. Um, How many years has he been doing that? Do you know off the top of your head? Is this like the third or fourth year? I think this is the third year that we're giving out scholarships. I think the first year we gave
1: out like... I think the first year we gave out two. Mm
0: -hmm. And then like, I think it's been four. I was going to say last... Four. I was going to say last year I went and they gave out four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we did four. Yep. Tell you what though, like
1: some of those scholarships absolutely stand out kids, dude. Uh,
0: like yeah.
1: I'm not even kidding. Like some of those ones that we see and everything, like we look at these and I'm just like, like I didn't even graduate high school. So it's like, I look at some of these scholarships and I'm just like, these kids are Astronauts, like, and some of them are, you know, and like, and like, and some of them are like, and some of them, are like, I want to go to school for music. And I'm like, you're way too smart for this. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, like, go fix people's like bodies or something. Don't, you know, yeah. go work, go work for NASA. Don't don't play guitar in a bar like <laughs> a lot
0: of my <laughs> not that there's anything wrong no. with that but. or or I don't know, i've always thought something like that too like some of my friends that only play music are seem to be some of the happiest people but also i know some people that are just like if you're going to go play you know music in a bar have a fail safe you know so like There's two ways to do it, but also, like, some of the best musicians, this is, like, the only thing they do. So um, if you're going to split your time between two things, you're only going to get half good at both things. You You know,
1: know, and and the thing is, is I think all of us are in this game because we're music lovers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, like, you didn't start playing music just because it, like, seemed like something, you know, random, and you're just picking it out of a, you know, hat or some shit. No. Like, it's like... You know, like, all of us love music and everything so much. But, like, what I've found is that uh, I don't even care about famous people's music for the most part. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, like famous musicians' music and everything is, like, of course there's some songs that I pick out. And I'm like, oh, these are really great. But I find myself, uh, you know, like, when you listen to a song and you just get, like, a feeling that you don't get from anything else. Mm-hmm. Those are always my friend's songs, like a hundred percent of the time.
0: Oh yeah. Like
1: those songs those songs like they like they mean so much more, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean I and I found myself that doing that too, where it's like I started playing music and it's like, what kind of song should I play? And I start like delving into like really niche, really like non popular musicians and things like that, or like and it's like, Why do I like this so much or whatever? Like when I was playing in my punk band, I'm like, dude, this is like one of the coolest bands I've seen in a long time. And they're from a Tumwa and then like they probably should have been on tour but they weren't you know or at least in my opinion you know but like but people are just like no no if you want to listen to pop punk that has a ska flavor you got to go listen to less than jake and that's it you know maybe some real big fish but you know don't go any farther any of that you know it's like no you don't understand there's some pretty cool music out there you know and um like you said it's a lot of it's like your friends or people you've played music with or like shared a stage with here and there. And that's nothing against famous people either or people that are like trying to make it either. Cause there are some of those people out there trying to do that. But like at the same rate, like I feel like once you start making it too much of a business, you start to lose some of the, the passion or the drive. Definitely. Um, I guess if I had to like break it down into my own sense, like when I first started playing guitar, I was just like, I got long hair, big muscles. I'm going to play guitar and get all the chicks and i already told you how well that worked out seems accurate man. i was just like i'm so <laughs> cool i'm so good and i was like the worst guitar player like in the state of iowa probably you know i was just horrible I, you know i probably wasn't yeah, that I don't think bad that's it's a case, but but i was i was not good not i mean if you compared me then to me now um drop in the bucket you know and then i just quit playing guitar for a while um and then eventually i was just kind of like i want to start learning how to play the guitar cuz i actually like want to learn how to play the guitar and that's when like my talent started actually like increasing as opposed to just being like, I'm playing power chords, look how cool I am. You know, we could drop D and just bro, look how heavy that is it sounds so heavy, chug chug, you know, like, you know, I, I was pretty much a meme, you know, like a living yeah. meme like beforehand. And now it's just like I like playing music, you know? I'm like Garth on uh, you know, uh Waynes World. I like to play, you know, yeah. I like tink, you know you know, and like I, I think that there's like
1: a lot of like tests like as a musician and everything to get to like where you are and stuff like that. And and everyone is just like, you know, happens at a random time and everything like that. Yeah. But like, so just recently, uh was playing with the Wicked Things. The band got hired to back up uh, this artist from Georgia. Mm-hmm. Her name is Courtney Dickinson. Mm-hmm. And she's like a country artist and stuff like that. Well, she had come to Iowa at one point for like, I don't I don't know exactly like what she was here for, but she like hit up Ron well, because Romley's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, you know, like, we ended up getting hired to play for her and everything. And I... I've never understood music all that well, to be completely honest with you. Like, the verse-chorus thing, like, the intro. You know, like, like parts parts of songs never really made a lot of sense to me. I always played to feeling. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just felt how changes would happen and stuff like that. And how it fluctuated in the music. And, um... So, uh, when I joined the wicked things and stuff, and they started sending me set lists and stuff like like learn these songs, you know, and you know when a band sends you three hours plus of music, <laughs> and then you're just like, "Well, there's no feeling this out, so you gotta." you know, you gotta learn this shit, like, for real. So, like, I would sit down and I would write notes to all this stuff and everything, and I'd be like, okay, this, you know, like... Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, if you saw my notes, like, you'd be like, you're a moron, you know? (laughs) You know, like, my notes are really stupid, but they work for me. But, like, so, like, literally, we learned... Like, we did one rehearsal with this chick, just one. Mm -hmm. I learned her set, and it was, like, a two probably two and a half hours, maybe close to three. Uh, I learned it in 48 hours. Oh, wow. And it's not because of anybody sending me this stuff too late. Mm-hmm. It was literally me just procrastinating and not doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But honestly, it put me to a test and I was like, all right, well, I learned that much music and, you know, 48 hours wrote notes to this stuff. like, You know, but for the most part, I just crunched the songs for 48 hours. Like basically like listen to them in headphones at work, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And went out and played them and it was fine. Yeah. I just look at the notes anytime I needed like a quick look, you know, but Mm -hmm. other than that, like, you know, and it's weird little stuff like that, that like, uh, you know, you kind of like you test yourself and stuff like that. And then you're like, maybe i don't totally suck
0: yeah you know like you yeah, know exactly. like like
1: there's like points where you you know you have to kind of you know actually pat yourself on the back and be like okay you didn't you didn't
0: fuck that up that's cool yeah man. yeah exactly <laughs> Sorry. another f-bomb there it is well but- <laughs> at least you dropped this one <laughs> but yeah i totally get you though like i get you on all fronts uh when i joined the metal band they sent me like guitar profiles which are like here's like the notation for all the songs. So you can't just like fart your way through like these intricate metal songs, you know, especially when you're playing a lot of like single notes and it's not just like, Oh, this is all just power chords. One, two, three, four. It's like a lot of goofy stuff going (laughs) on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're all (laughs) over the neck and stuff. And I was like, all right, I'll learn this stuff. And then I showed up to the first rehearsal and they're like, what songs do you know? I'm like all the ones you sent me. And they're like, you know, them all? I'm like, yeah, was I supposed to just learn like two of them and show up? Like, I don't know. Like, But then I realized that, you know, after you go through being in bands for a while, you're like, oh, that's what some people do you know yeah and and you don't know what to expect with the new band you know no, it's just like it's up in the air yeah and that's why I was just like I'm learning them all I'll show up and learn them all and they're like I can't believe you know all these and it's like well you know I guess I did what I was supposed to and uh, once again you were talking like brutal you kind of just have to have that angst you know bring the thunder and you you have to really bring it like the first show I played with them I just like stood in the same spot and didn't move and it's like that doesn't look cool, you know. And then, like before, you know, I'm playing two or three, four shows with them, and then you start to do the whole like foot on the monitor, point the guitar thing, you know, around and yeah. stuff. And you're like, "That's that that fits in a little bit." Better. I'm doing it now. Yeah, now I'm <laughs> doing it. You know? <laughs> you know, the first show was me like dipping my toe in the water. Like, can I do this live? I'm not sure. Like, we did it in a couple of rehearsals, but uh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's... I was I was gonna say I think I think my first uh, I think my first show with uh, with brutal it was a lot of me. Um, sweating and
0: looking for cues from the guys. Yep. So like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was intense. I was leaning on the drummer for the cues. Now. Um, I feel like that's like the biggest, the biggest, uh, significant thing about a drummer. That's good. You can like, you don't even have to think about when the song is switching to the next part. Cause the drummer like subconsciously plays, like fills or something in there where you're just like, Oh, this is where we're transitioning into the next part. And I think right. that might be like what you're talking about playing by feel, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to just, you know, sitting down and writing all the notation out, be like, this is where I have to write, you know, this exact fill in here or whatever. But like, you can kind of feel when it's like, Oh, we're going to the next part on this or whatever, right. you know, or like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like your body mo- moves with
1: the music. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is where we're going. You know, like that sort of thing. It, it leads you th- you know, through it and everything. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Um, another good thing about like, I would say like the best drummers is like the ability to utilize dynamics. Uh, that's something I've like fallen in love with recently, like playing at some jam nights and you'd have like some drummers show up there like me. And it's just like, I play like one beat, one volume. Like I don't have, I'm not a drummer. So I'm, I just, you know, I could play the rock beat. Everyone can play, but like you get people like one time Scott Kirkhart was up there and he like grew up playing the drums. So like, he starts playing and then he just like he just like leans it leans up in front and he's just like everybody bring it down a little bit and it was just like what like scott's like he's he's leading from the back like a dog musher you know and and, and it's just like sweet we're going to go down in the dynamic here and it's like we're going to do this and i'm like oh i never get to roll my volume back with some of these people this is really cool and you roll the volume back and you start to play a little bit more softer stuff and it's like this is really neat you know it's fun to do that stuff Ah, oh, god yeah it is fun when a band kind of falls in together like that so uh let me ask you this about, like, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things. Is that the case there, or was there a lot of, like, really hard practicing you guys had to do to f- kind of least start to fit in with one another? I mean, you know... Because not all you guys... Like, you guys all hadn't played together, you know? I mean, yeah, some, the only some person... Some of you have. The but. only... Well, I mean, I guess,
1: like, I'd played with Ronley in Brutal, because at one point we kind of tried to have Ronley be in Brutal, mm-hmm. which was super cool yeah like oh gosh, he's he's awesome yeah like like listening to like jeremy and ronley like battle back and forth with solos was probably the dumbest thing
0: like i've ever seen like like as much of a pedestal as we put ober on Ober puts ronley on the same oh yeah no 100 percent. he thinks you know now he always says that he's like i you know people all think i'm good but i think ronley's good yeah you know so yeah for sure for anybody listening that's never heard ronley uh there you go do it uh yeah, yeah. Well, like i did a podcast with ronley and he was another one that just like came over to my place didn't know me from adam or eve and he's like well let's jam a little bit for the podcast and he i was like well here's a guitar for you and he starts playing some stuff and i'm just sitting there like uh we're not gonna jam dude uh i'm just gonna sit here and watch you and then we're gonna do a podcast how's that sound you know because he's that good you know <laughs> so but i did actually get to play with ronley a couple of times and yeah he's he's good
1: yeah like he called me about this about a year ago and he was like He's like, hey man, you know, so we're doing something. I'm like, you should, should I want, I want, I want you to come play drums. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I'm like, are are you sure? Like, you can't find somebody better or whatever, you know? Like, and he's just like, he's like, shut up. I'm just, I'm gonna call you. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so like down the line, you know, a while later, he starts hitting me up a little bit here and there, and he's like, you know, still. Still kind of making this thing get in the works and stuff. It's like, okay. And then out of nowhere, he just sends me like a list of dates. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I have all those free. He's like, okay, cool. So I'm going to start sending you set lists. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, and it's kind of one of those things that Ron Lee's such like a, well, he's, he's a great guy. Super, super great dude. Mm-hmm. super talented so like when he asks you to do something you just kind of like All right, i guess i'll do it you know yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you're, just like, you're like well i guess i'll get after this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but yeah and i mean uh yeah so like i I'd, I'd played with romley um emily i've had a little bit of experience with because like when the ramblers would play every once in a while like if we played like a show where like certain band members couldn't be there or something, mm-hmm. we would kind of like, you know, like sprinkle Emily in here and there every once in a while. and yep. it was pretty cool., yep. like hell of a talent and everything like that. So that was neat. So I'd, I'd actually had a little bit of experience with her uh, playing with her here and there. And then Corey and Etheridge, the other two, I actually used to play shows with back when we were teenagers. Oh, nice. So, like, uh, Corey and Etheridge were in a band called Leslie. And they, I mean, for a lack of better, like, labeling, they were kind of like this, like, slightly emo pop punk band kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But they were always really good. And we would, you know, book them. Like on bills with us all the time Mm -hmm. And they would do the same with us And So like I had that experience with them And everything but yeah like honestly Like falling in with those guys Was way easier than I thought it was Going to be that's cool which was very Very cool like I didn't know what to expect and Everything but it was it was Super Super easy to fall in in With them and like want to do it Yeah you know
0: is that everybody in the band trying to think
1: emily Corey, etheridge and ronley and then me yeah Yeah. five people
0: all right five it's a five piece yeah i met i've only met emily (laughs) a couple times and i've only met uh etheridge a couple times as well um those are two actually
1: like really cool people that if you ever get the moment to like call them out for a podcast or something i've been trying to probably be
0: pretty neat been trying to convince emily uh she's shy uh, yes she is but she's also like I didn't realize how easy to talk to she was though because i like talked to her at a jam night i was just like yeah you're you know like i like this stuff you did i like that stuff you did and she's, she's like oh you're a really good guitar player too and i was like no 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 we're not talking about that like <laughs> and she's just like shut up and take the compliment i'm like yeah. okay this 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 gal's funny so but, yeah, me and Etheridge have talked a little bit, you know, as as I've talked to a lot of the the Nets family um, a little bit here and there. Trying to get one of them on the podcast, I always, like, put it off or we try to make a date and it doesn't happen. And then it's just like I – I don't say I forget about it, but it's mm. just like, ah, this needs to happen eventually. And then I just – it all just gets mushed and pushed around on the sides. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's also – my schedule is now, like, ludicrously busier than it ever was. So I'm trying to figure out how to balance all this. Because I was just like, hey – you free like in the next three days to do a podcast? <laughs> like,
1: so I get it, bro. Like I mean, and that's and that's the life, honestly. Like that's kind of like the way my life has been. You yeah. Know? Well, so especially just, being
0: in like four bands.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, even before that and stuff like, uh, like before like COVID hit, of course. Like so that last year and everything, like the two years prior to that, it was totally that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like we'd get a phone call from a bar and just.
0: Didn't matter how far it was away, we'd go play. Yeah, it is what it is. You yeah, know? exactly. I mean, it, um, it was the old Op Ivy Operation Ivy lyric. If you got a garage or an amp, we'll play it anytime. You know, yep. I, always, I always thought that was such a fun lyric they had. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, Tim Armstrong, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was pre-rancid era. Pre-rancid, yep. yeah. That's a. Uh, baby rancid i guess i don't know yeah. but oh uh, that that's some good good stuff there too. absolutely i bought one of their cds on a whim at a the cd warehouse that used to be in town here it was it was one dollar it was 99 yep. cents in the 99 strip mall across from uh the mall the, Yeah, the yep. actual mall now it's i don't know like brown shoe store took over like the whole strip mall pretty much i think but, so yeah yeah um anyways yeah so uh <laughs> But that's really cool that you're know, like you guys are all fitting together well. You guys have a lot of dates booked. Um, one of the biggest ones I would say you have booked is the Crash My Crater, and uh, that's June 26th. Uh, Nico, gonna, Nico Moon's going to be there. Jameson Rogers is going to be there. Uh, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things are going to be there. I think Scott Kirkart is actually opening Scott's that too. Scott's going to play there a little bit too. Um, I I heard a rumor that maybe uh, Scott and Jesse might play Stiff Drink together. You know, so like maybe Jesse might hop up there for Great, a tune. Man. You know um scott also told me to like put a guitar in my car just in case and i was like nope (laughs) like this is not my this is not my deal this is your guys deal so we'll we'll just let them do it maybe i don't know maybe i'll put one in there it's that old pro wrestling thing you always gotta you you always gotta have your gear with you you never know what's gonna happen (laughs) so um but i'm not saying i'm gonna be there because uh i i would give it a one percent chance but it's gonna be a crazy show a couple really big named country artists are gonna be there and um uh, a couple of really big name local acts are going to be there. Honestly, yeah, we're
1: actually opening for a band called the Blackhawks too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No, but apparently they've been like a country band for you know forever in a day. I guess okay. at this point, but like they're a national act too, and I guess That's we're so opening sweet. for them like i don't know if it's like the SAT county fair or something like that yeah but.
0: i did see you guys are going to be on that date too um i only wrote down a couple of them and my i understand phone, my, my phone's being used but yeah <laughs> but also like i did write down that you're playing all those rag gigs too and not just with Corey waller um like you got a a couple with them you got a couple with brutal and mm-hmm. and day drinkers did you say you're yep. going to play another one of those Yep. So, yeah, you're pretty much just following Ragbri pretty much from one end of the state to the next. Yep. And, play uh, Lamars, play
1: Sac City, play Fort Dodge, play Iowa Falls twice. Oh, dang. <laughs> and then,
0: yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's four of the towns pretty much they're stopping in. Yep. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Uh, last time Ragbri came through town, it was pretty fun, I remember. I'm glad that
1: they're doing it downtown, though. Tell you what, like, the, uh, so the last time they came through, they did it out like by the the mall mall. yeah and i was like that is the dumbest
0: thing ever yeah there's not much out there no i mean and it's not really it's like that far of a jaunt if you're on a bike you just go like over the hill over the train tracks and you're just like right but still like they all came through everybody welcomed them a lot of people stopped downtown and hung out for a while then they all went out to the mall and it was just kind of like oh i don't want to ride all the way back over there you know and it's like yeah
1: it's like so I mean, to be fair, I guess if I rode 50 miles in a day, I wouldn't give a shit about riding like three more. I would be like, no, I'm not doing that.
0: Yeah, doing that. Ex- yeah, exactly. I mean, you would you would think that you'd be like, well, I don't really care. It's just three more miles. But if, I, like you said, if I just rode 50 miles in the hot sun, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm hanging. Now out. I'm gonna sit here and here. drink beer like a normal person. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh man, that's pretty cool too. Like the whole ragbri thing. I know that uh, Jesse had a date asked for ragbri that somebody asked him to, and he was already. Booked somewhere else and he tried to move some stuff around but couldn't but I think he's going to do something like off the beaten path of rag on one of those days so it's going to be like uh, on the journey uh, of rag in like a town where you know there's always those stragglers that are just like we do rag but we don't stop in the actual towns everyone stops and we always go to the next town over or one adjacent so I think I think he might have one of those booked if I'm not mistaken I'd have to double check I was going to say like
1: a pretty serious number of people signed up to do rag this year like to ride it. Oh, yeah. I think it was like. I mean, if I'm wrong, that it is what it is, but like I heard like a
0: number and it was like 82,000 people. Oh, jeez. <laughs> imagine 82,000 people coming into Fort Dodge. Or like I literally Falls like, or anything. it would
1: really like triple the
0: population. Like. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, easily. Easily. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I was the last time they came through Fort Dodge, I was here helping a buddy out that had like a food cart and stuff like that. And it was like a blast it was just so much fun to see everybody coming through and they came through Humboldt once when I lived there. Still live there. When they came through Humboldt, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was really cool, too, watching everybody kind of come through. And that was when I still was, like, uh, younger and partied a little bit. So I was like, ah, oh, sweet. We're going to party with everybody that came yeah, through Yeah, it's going to be a good ride. time. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a great time. So, um, yeah, if you're a party animal and you like music, that's, that's going to be the place to be pretty much anywhere on Ragbri. I guess just, like, stop by and, and wave at Caleb. <laughs> he'll, be, yeah. he'll be there. <laughs> oh, I'll be at one of the places at least. Uh, oh, at least. Yeah, that's it's going to be funny. Like there's gonna be people listening to this going on ragbri. There's gonna be like drive through town. They're just gonna be like, "Caleb, where's Caleb at? He's gonna be here." <laughs> <laughs> they I'll, said on Audible, "Farm Caleb's gonna be here." I'll be in every <laughs> town you are. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my gosh! So we're uh, we're actually really close to an hour here. Um, and those were like the two biggest. I'd say like the biggest dates to me would probably be that uh, the Reforge Initiative date, which was July 30th, and uh, the mm. Crash My Crater date. Uh, which was June 26th. I'll try and put something into the description sections for those. Dude, the, the listing of, uh, follow Caleb and his bands underneath the description is going to be so huge in this episode. It's going to be massive, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's the benefit of being in a bunch of different bands, you know? Yeah. So like Scott Dahl, uh, I love Scott doll.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you met him? Yeah, I know Scott. Doll. Okay, I was gonna I've say got the I
0: know Scott Dahl T-shirt. I was gonna say I do too <laughs> it in my closet
1: right now. Uh, so I I absolutely adore that dude. Like, I won't lie, he's he's uh incredibly talented, mm-hmm. super duper humble guy. Like, really doesn't toot his own horn. Like, you know, every once in a while he'll come out and he'll be like, "Well, oh, I can't play like you, young guys, and stuff like that," which is a load of bullshit. He totally can, <laughs> but anyway, so like uh. Like he, he always kind of, you know, says that sort of stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're in the Iowa rock and roll hall of fame, bro. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, that was fluke. <laughs> you know, like,
0: I'm like, wow, you're full of shit. Dude. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause bands that need drummers just hire crappy drummers and then get inducted. That's right, how exactly. that was, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. right <laughs> But, uh,
1: gosh, I forgot where I was going with this, uh, but, uh, uh But, oh, no, okay, so he posted a schedule where he's like, I must be, like, the luckiest drummer in the world and all this stuff. Like, I've got all these dates booked and everything like that. And I looked at his schedule, and I was like, I think I got him beat a little bit. Like, I was (laughs) like, that's a surprise, because Scott's a really great drummer. And I was like, holy shit, like, I probably have more
0: more book shows. And I was like... That's bizarre. Yeah, like the last two or three years, Scott has been playing like fifty to a hundred shows every year with like and that's probably underselling a couple like of the, the years. Ned Freely
1: band, like the Chris Carr band, like yep. you know, like the dude like the it, dude hustles like a really cool circuit of music and everything mm-hmm. and like does it all awesome. Yeah. Like I uh so I guess I think it's the Ned Freely band. Mm-hmm. So they just played out at the winery, and one of my really really close friends, uh, Ron Batcher, yep, sent me a message, and he's like, "Dude, you're really missing out here." Like yeah. he's like, y- "If are you booked right now? Get out here!" Like you know that sort of thing. He's like, "They're crazy awesome, yeah, and they're I, stellar, dude." Yeah, and I had I had stuff going on, of course, but but yeah, that was you know, and I and I take Ron's word for it. Like Ron, huge music lover.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. He's always supporting. I see him all the time. He's also another really nice guy. Um, invites me to the, a lot of the things he does. He puts on a lot of things for the musicians to come hang out and and at his house and everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, at his house at venues everywhere. I was going to say, dude, if you, if you ever
1: get the chance, you should go over to his house for dinner. Like Mm -hmm. not only are he and Beth, like two of the finest people that, you know, I mean, I'm not a religious man, but if I believed in God, I would believe that
0: that he's got he definitely had no 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 <laughs> that he had a hand
1: in creating these fine people oh yeah but definitely. uh <laughs> you know that sort of thing but uh but like dude if you ever go out like for dinner and everything like one nicest people on the planet mm-hmm. two fantastic hosts not to mention if you love food like i do <laughs> you,
0: you literally won't be let down their food oh, they're amazing cooks that's Both awesome of them are amazing yeah um i don't know i probably said it before on the podcast here or there but uh the advice that i always just banty about on the podcast of stay out of the way until it's your turn to get in the way that's a scott doll line you know um, and that makes and, all the
1: sense in the world
0: you know like what he like i said when he told it to me i was just like rude he's a smart man and then i was just like nope that's probably the best advice i've ever gotten (laughs) you know so um and that's another thing like i've learned too like in the music scene like uh don't take what some people say lightly you know like sometimes it might seem a little like hurtful at first and then you just realize like oh no they're right you know like it might and people don't always aim to just be mean because like scott wasn't trying to be mean at all it was just like you know it's just the way I took what he said, and then I was just like, "No, exactly what he said was like the best advice I could have gotten at the time I when I needed it." The I most. mean, and when you're young and everything like that, you
1: kind of have like a chip on your shoulder, and you like, "Yeah,
0: I'm gonna solo the
1: whole song, even well,
0: even when the guy's singing." You yeah, know? well, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but no, like I mean, when you're younger and everything, you kind of have this chip on your shoulder, like where like, you know, you might not take like the older dudes like word for some stuff but at the same time like it's probably super duper valuable uh yeah super duper valuable information that they're giving you
0: yeah when i first started getting like better at the guitar i was always gonna say good <laughs> but with the quotes but when, right. I first, when i first started getting good at the guitar <laughs> i was like uh pretty blown away at how good the older generation was and i was just like why are these guys so good and i'm like that's because they're like 60 and they've been playing for like 45 years that's yeah. why they're good and it's like oh yeah maybe i shouldn't like just write these guys off as just old duffers like they know yep. what they're doing so well and like a lot of people uh a lot of people are
1: so quick to mention like how good the musicianship and Dodge is and stuff like that and like you know and a lot of the younger guys in the community are actually like really really stellar musicians and i think it's like the ground that was laid before us by the older dudes that made it so good you know yeah. you like you had a lot to look up to and everything like that like and there's you know there's big shoes to fill and everything like that like yeah. the the older guys in the community who have been playing music a really long time are their lights out dudes yeah you know they're amazing musicians and everything and it's like you know
0: yeah, you it's gotta, like,
1: get it together, man. Get there, yeah, you know?
0: Well, that's, that's it. If you want to play on the same stage, Jeremy Ober and Chris Carr and, and those guys are all playing on, you know, you got to bring your A game, you know? Yeah, and that's, for sure. That was something that was, yeah, I, I had to realize at first, you know, and one of the first, you know, bigger shows I played in the area was like a and picnic. They were like, we've got a half an hour set up for you guys at the beginning of the show if you want to play it. And it was just like, you know, it was me and Dan Blair at the time, and I was just like, man, we gotta, we've got to practice this. We've got to, you know, we've got to be tight, you know. And we, I, I made these backing tracks um, that we could, like, play along to with because I didn't mm-hmm. have a drummer or bassist at the time or whatever. And people all turned their nose up. I'd like, ew, backing tracks, that's gross or whatever. And it's like, well, this is all we got, so deal with it, you know. And it actually was, like, really, really good. And uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm actually pretty proud of, you know, how well I did considering, like, the absolute murderers that are always at the rock and picnic every I was gonna year. Say, dude, uh, it's, they
1: bring they bring some pretty heavy hitters sometimes. Yeah. So it's like
0: whew. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like like you said though, you just gotta you gotta bring your A game if you're gonna be stepping on the stage with the other people that uh always bring their A game and have yeah. and have for many years. And you know, they laid the groundwork out there, whether or not it's uh you know, Jeremy Ober being one of the nicest people in the music scene, being always supportive and playing like every show everywhere and you know, he's another guy where if you're just like, how did you get booked here? He'll tell you. he would be like, well, I can, I can put in a good word for you if you can, like, give me some stuff and I can just, like, give him your number or whatever and, you know, try and hook you up with a gig there if you want or, you know, there's some people that try to play gatekeeper and there's not very much of that around here at all. You know, that's probably like my, my favorite part about this area. And that's not like, it's not like, well, Fort Dodge area is great, but you know, whatever town you're listening from sucks. You know, I'm not, right. s- I'm not saying that, but, uh, it, it is different here though, man. Yeah. Like I won't lie. It's, it just is, you yeah, know, there's a reason there's like, like, what is it? Like Tuesday is like the only night there's not town music in Fort Dodge and, and there's music say, in Barnum yeah. on Tuesday. So, like, yeah. so it's like, and it's like say. seven miles outside of town. So like, there's. And a lot of the Fort Dodge crew goes there for Tuesdays. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like, I could probably count on the top of my head, like seven, eight, nine different places that have music in town, yeah. you know? Uh, and there's a reason for that. Because not only is there that many musicians, but there's that many people that uh, support it in town. There's that many people who know that they're watching good music. It's not like we're, there's just... Crap bands hanging out. That's,
1: that, and that's what I was going to say is there's that many good musicians yeah. too. Like, yeah. That can fill those spots.
0: And I mean, that might be the downfall of bigger cities. Cause it's just like, um, and I'm not going to crap on anyone. Um, but I, you know, I've seen some bands where it's like, well, we never practice and this is all you're going to get. And then you like show up and watch them. and You're just like, Hmm, this could have been better maybe, but I'm not going to say it was bad. And, uh, but if there's like, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bands in, you know, whatever name, you know, Des Moines area or like the Iowa city area or whatever. You're just like, you kind of just got to like get in when they let you get in. And then you just kind of have to share the stage with whoever shows up and some people practice and play more and some people are tighter than others. And it's it just is what it is. And I
1: mean, that was the, that was like the big downfall, um, with Des Moines in general was just that like, I think Des Moines, is so saturated and everything with music and stuff like that. And there's so many people who do it there and whatnot. And a lot of the bars will just like, let like, I mean, I'm going to be foul right now, but Mm -hmm. we'll like literally let like any swinging dick like in their (laughs) in their establishment and everything. Like it's pretty stupid, you know, to where like they'll let anybody come in and I know everyone needs their shot. Don't get me wrong. I know everyone needs their shot. Like, I was totally there at one point, you know, everything. But, like, there's a lot of places that are like, oh, you're playing for exposure. Exposure is literally them telling you they're not going to pay you. Yeah, That's like, exactly what exposure means in yeah. a lot of senses and stuff like that to where people are like, oh, it's for exposure. Mm-hmm. Exposure is a lie. Like, you uh, know, like... I, I can, I can uh, vouch for that. I'll though. be honest. And it sucks. It sucks to say that and everything. And I don't mean to make this... Music isn't just about money or anything. Of course, it's nice to make money playing music and stuff like that. Yeah, it sure doesn't but sure doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt, you know. Especially if you're one of those career guys like Jeremy or Clint. Like yeah. it's like you, you know, this is your livelihood, this is your living, and stuff yeah, like not that. not Driving
0: across the state for a hot dog and a handshake. A
1: hundred percent. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like like in Des Moines and stuff like that. Like, I uh, we played this show at the Whole Avenue Tavern. Which, I love that place. It's amazing. Super cool. And we played with some just dynamite bands. Mm -hmm. Like dynamite bands. And I was like, man, like, you know, felt like really a part of something. Like there and everything. Like Brutal played that night and it was fantastic. We played with like Handlebar and like Super Chief. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Handlebar is still a band, but if. I think Super Chief. At least they were when I kind of first started clowning around down there. If they are still a band, go watch them. Uh, Super Chief, however, I'm pretty sure they're still a band. Mm-hmm. Lights out. Yeah. Super good. But uh, so at one point, like Handlebar, we played with them, and, like, the bass player came up to me, and he's like, hey, man, like, would you ever consider, like, being in our band? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, you guys rock. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome, you know? <laughs> you know, like, definitely. So, and then, like, I asked him, I was like, do you guys, like, make any scratch at the end of the night and stuff like that. Cause I was thinking if like I'm driving an hour and a half back and forth, you know, like, is is it going to be like more of an expense or is it going to be like, oh like I can break even or something like that. And yep. he's like, well I mean, you know, like make like 50 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fifty bucks person that'll cover gas, like whatever, blah blah blah. And he goes, No, like fifty bucks a band. And I was like, oh God. <laughs> I was like, I was like Uh, as much as I really, really love listening to you guys, I was like, I don't know if I can like afford to just like, you know, drive to Des Moines like three times a week to do this (laughs) or, you know, like to do rehearsals, to do shows, whatever.
0: And I was just like you know yeah <laughs> that I'm, sort of thing for people not watching the video i'm shaking my head in agreement with very pursed lips um yeah i mean that's what it, that's the way it is with three finger betty sometimes we'll play places and we'll get paid more sometimes we get paid less it depends on the venue it depends on the booking depends how many people show up sometimes it yeah. depends on you know if you're playing on a bill and it's like well we'll, we'll pay you a bar percentage uh because that's usually how how whole works so right. it's like if you playing with a band that all of their friends show up, you're going to get paid decently. But if you're playing with, you know... Or all your friends show up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I'm driving down there. I don't have any friends in Des Moines. I don't (laughs) say I don't have any, but they don't show up to the shows. So, um, you know, it's just like, well, that's one member in one band that's not bringing anybody, you know. And then you start to, like, go down the list, and it's like, you got to play those full packed shows to even get paid a decent amount because otherwise the bar is not full and they're not making money and then you're pretty much just a band going in there stealing money from a bar at that rate you know so so i understand where they're coming 100 percent um but it's also one of those things where it's tough when you when you can come up here and throw a dart at the map and Fort Dodge and go play a show there. And it's like, the place is packed. They love the music. It doesn't matter. Like you almost can't do any wrong up here. And, and they're totally willing to like, give you money at the end of the night to yeah. like for your time.
1: And like, the other thing is, is like, it's not even just about like, you know, like, Oh, I, I need money in my pocket or anything, but like every single musician I know puts like an ass load of money back into their music. Uh yeah, so it's like if you want these musicians to get better and to sound better and stuff like that, this is a surefire way to do it. Uh, Yeah,
0: hundred percent. You know,
1: like it's it's one of those things to where it's like, like you kind of need that to grow a little bit because I mean, like with shows and stuff like that, like you know, you can if you're making a little bit of money at the end of the night and stuff, you can be like, oh well, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy this pedal. Yeah. I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna get some new cymbals. I'm gonna buy this microphone. Yeah. You know, it's it's all those sorts of things that like all of this builds your band. Yeah. And like it's like equity in your band. You know, like it honestly is. You're showing why why you're worthwhile to book. You're showing why you're worthwhile to have in in their bar and stuff. You know. Yeah. And that. And that's where it's at. You know, like I mean, that's that's what helps us keep doing what we love and everything. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, we did, that's the way we ended up like doing a lot of it with three finger. Betty was like, if we split the payouts, it might not seem like much, but if if we left it in the band purse, we can at least go like pay for a good recording. So that way, if somebody wants Perfect. a CD, it's like here's a good CD Perfect. of what we exactly. can do. Exactly. You know? It's and,
1: one of those. Yeah, it's one of those things where at least you can invest in the music and everything, and invest in your band. Yeah,
0: yeah. and I at mean, the end of the day, and I was in your shoes too, where it's just like, man, I'm driving two hours one way because I'm from farther north than you are, and it's like I'm driving two hours one way like every week to practice and play shows and. And the payouts not always great, and you know it's nothing against that. It's just the way it is, you know, in that area. Because, um, like you said, it's so saturated, where there's people that are willing to play for a, a hot dog and a handshake. You know,
1: yeah, and, you know, and I mean, if you're a career guy and everything, you can't live by that.
0: Like, you just can't. No, no. I mean, like, <laughs> no, and, and no like nobody I, can live. Like and that. and <laughs> like,
1: and like I said, like I said though, like it's one of those things where like I like I'm kind of at the point where in my life I want I kind of want to just play music full-time yeah and full-time means that i have to be able to pay my
0: bills and yes stuff like that yes so and there are some of those people around the area that that utilize only music to pay their bills and yeah. i i always tip my cap to them because it's like man these people are out there uh, as the kids say, they're grinding, you know, right. Then, uh,
1: <laughs> but like, like COVID was a prime example that I don't think I'll ever do that. Like, I mean, I would probably just have like a part-time job at, yeah. <laughs> you know, at the very least. It'd be like, all right, I'm paying my
0: bills and everything, but music money's extra money. You yeah, know, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But yeah uh yeah i'd love to say that was a fluke scenario the covid thing but uh after watching how crazy everyone went i bet yeah not to dead. mention for like an entire year nothing fucking happened yeah like nothing uh, you're just
1: sitting around picking your fucking nose like no thanks yeah
0: and, <laughs> and, know, it, and <laughs> it didn't matter what side of the fence on anything you were on everyone was getting shamed by everyone oh a hundred percent And i was just walking around just like oh these people over here hate those people over there and those people over there hate those people over here and there's some people in the middle that everyone else hates and it's like man yeah. nope, nobody's gonna win this people one people would
1: either. ask me and I would just be like I don't care yeah
0: <laughs> no care. you know like like yep. no shit it's like yep.
1: it's like well what if you get COVID I don't I don't care
0: yeah like you know, <laughs> like it's what it is uh yeah <laughs> I don't want really to go like super, you know, dark comedy on this one, but I was just like, yeah, cool. If I get COVID, maybe I'll die. I don't have to listen to this anymore. But like, maybe I don't have to listen to you guys bitch about this dumb shit anymore. Uh, which is uh, not—it's not funny because um, people actually did die. I get it, but still, like, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was a rough, rough, rough ordeal, especially to be like some of the first bands going out playing again and having people being like. You're gonna kill my grandma, and it's like, don't put that on me, right? You know, it's like tell like, your grandma not to come to my show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, or, or like, like maybe on, maybe man. you don't go to my show, and then rub don't all over to, your yeah, grandma. Yeah, don't go hang out with your grandma. You know, like there's ways around yeah. this. We can you know at least be safe about it or whatever. Yeah. And I hated like a lot of that stuff too because I would like go to jam nights, and for a while I'm like. I'm wearing a mask at jam night because I feel like it's the proper thing to do. And then people would like comment like, I can't believe there's nobody at this jam night video wearing a mask. And it's like, I'm in the video wearing a mask. You can't say nobody's here wearing a mask. because right. I'm wearing one, you know? Like, yeah. So people were just like, rah, rah, you know, just like they didn't care. They just, everyone wanted to yell at everyone. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's back to normal um, or as normal as it's probably ever going to get again. Cause uh, like I said, you guys, you're, you're freaking booked
1: all summer long
0: all summer long so yeah i think
1: i've got like 40 some shows in the next like three months Jesus. which is pretty uh, rad yeah i thought i was pretty feels b- good i thought i was pretty booked up uh I, I got nothing on that i mean it's four bands dude yeah it's, you, know, <laughs> exactly. it is, you know like it's like it's just it's it's a numbers game you know that's, that's true yeah
0: um, add more stuff to the bill more stuff gets added to your calendar you know it just is what it is yeah i'm sure that's but once again, you're lucky to be in bands that are flexible enough, where it's like Brutal can play as a two piece if they need to. Clint can play as a two piece if he needs to. Right. You know. So, um, would they prefer to play with a drummer? Maybe. But like, if if need be, they can they can be flexible. Right. You know. Um, well, and, I mean, let's be realistic here too. Not
1: every bar wants to pay a full band.
0: That's true. That's very you know? true.
1: So it's like like if uh, if uh, things are more fruitful and everything for a two piece band to go to a bar and play makes all the sense in the world that you can't knock true. anybody for that you know yeah to where it's like well if you're gonna go put a bunch of time and effort in you know like if you're gonna play a three-hour show you're gonna set up you're gonna tear down you're gonna drive mm-hmm. if it's more fruitful for two people to go do that it is what it is man like it, you can't you can't take it personal no as like as a bandmate and stuff you can't take that stuff personal no no I mean you got to like, just be like dude it is what it is it makes all the sense in the world why they're doing this like
0: you know yeah I mean like Clinton and I have been through that too where he's like you want to play this show and it's like yeah I'll come down and play this show or whatever and then the day of the show I always hit him up again I'm like hey I'm just double checking Do you want me to come play the show and some days he's like I kind of need the money. I think I'm just going to go solo. It's like good. you're the one that wrote and played and yeah. learned all this stuff. I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm the sprinkles on top. You know, yeah. you are you are the whole rest of the cake. I'm just doing doodlies over your uh, yeah. over your riffs. Yeah, so. I'm doing skeedle bees and all these other yep. nonsenses. And you're you're the one doing all the hard work. So <laughs> if you don't want to split the money, I get it. You know, you keep it all for yourself. You know, and you know, same thing with Jesse. If you wanted to play some solo shows, g- go make your money, man. You know, you're the one doing all the hard work. So. Yep. Um I mean that's not to discount what you or I do, but it it is No, no, not know. at all. But at the same time there's an understanding in place. Very much so, yeah. Yeah, yeah especially with those singer songwriter types, you know. They you know, they they're putting in a lot of work behind the scenes that nobody actually sees. And, and
1: I always say that too, is like whenever someone uh whenever someone mentions to me they're like, Oh yeah, you're in four bands, it's like, Yeah. They're like, Why are you doing that? I'm like, Well, I can't sing. Yeah. I can't play guitar I can't write songs. So if I want a job, I'm a, I'm in four bands. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. you know it's, it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't do, I don't do all the things that get you hired. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, well, not like, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. I don't do all the things that, you know, like are the main focal points to hiring a musician, you know, like. obviously I'm not going to hire a drummer to come to my bar and just beat the shit out of a drum kit. (laughs) Like like even as a drummer, uh, how cool would that be to have a singer songwriter uh, drummer? Yeah. But even, but even as a drummer, like I don't give a fuck dude. Like I just don't care. Like, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where I'm not going to pay a drummer to just come in and play drums. There's no fucking way. That'd
0: be so avant garde to have like someone that's just like, (laughs) I got no bassist, no guitarist. I just play the drums and sing. Uh
1: (laughs) Okay, so I don't know if you've ever gotten on Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Uh,
0: I don't have a personal one. Audible Farm does. Check us out at Audible Farm. Yes,
1: please do. (laughs) Uh, But so there's this fella who, if you look at like his, uh, so you like knowing like interpretive dance and shit like that. Yeah. Okay, so this fella is, um, I don't know where he lives, but like he does these weird ass like, I'm going to have to send you some shit. Oh, but yeah. like he does these weird ass things to where like he'll have a snare drum and like a table and a microphone and sticks and he'll just like like
0: oh like, I've split. seen that. One.
1: Yeah. Okay, like he'll like <laughs> washboard the snare across like the table <laughs> and stuff and he'll like like hit it and like throw it on the floor and roll it around and like
0: you know it, Yeah, he's like grinding the microphone up against White the, the literally the most awkward stuff, thing
1: yeah. I've ever watched and people are into it.
0: Yeah, uh yeah, yeah very much so. Um it is, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> like, it like, you know, what's so funny is like, uh, the, the best part is like me as like a guy who plays music with like a lot of stellar musicians and stuff like that. So like, to me, that doesn't make sense. And No, you no. know, and I, I don't mean to knock anybody <laughs> or anything like that because like, if that's how he feels truly creative, beat the shit out of it, man. Like kill that table, kill that snare drum, yeah. break those sticks, you know, whatever do like, do your thing. But what I find hilarious is the same number of people knocking it. There's the same number of people defending it. They're just like, Hey man, no, it's cool, man. It's interpretive. Yeah. Like it's like his thing, man. It's like, well, Hey, cool.
0: Yeah. I guess, you know, I mean, I wouldn't
1: as long as you see it live, but no, if, no. some,
0: if somebody else is, I guess, but if a bunch of people are into it, man,
1: like it is <laughs> what it is, bro. Yeah. Like
0: do you Yeah, like, hang out? I always said that like, uh, just cause I don't like music. That probably just means it wasn't made for me. It doesn't mean it's bad music, you know? Somebody They made it for somebody else. I mean, I always say if I don't like music, it's just because I'm an asshole. <laughs> well, I always, you know, like, I tell people that, too, though. It's just like, <laughs> you know, like, if they ask my opinion on something. Like, you're asking the wrong person's opinion. And I've got a music podcast, and I support music hardcore, but at the same rate, right. like, there's music I just do not like. And it's like, you know, I just tell people, don't ask me about that. Like, I mean, like... I mean, the one thing, I mean, obviously, I
1: would have said country uh, a while ago, yeah. but like country has kind of grown on me yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, 100 But like, yeah, yeah, the one thing that I don't totally understand is like some like rap music. Like, for instance, like hip hop and rap and things like that, they're different. Yes. Like hip hop, uh, yes. I'm down with a lot of hip hop and yep. stuff like that, and I'm down with a lot
0: of rap. However, a lot of like the newer stuff, I just, yeah, it's not, I don't get on board with It's not made for you or me or people our age. Yeah. You know, and that's like the easiest way. I yeah. Can... It's
1: like a lot of like 20 somethings and stuff, dig it and everything, which is cool because I mean, realistically
0: they might've said the same shit about the stuff that we listened to. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, that's okay. If you try to play, you know, cumbersome the song cumbersome to like an up-and-coming rap artist they're gonna be like what is this garbage you know like i have become cumbersome and they're just like i don't want to listen to this yeah it's like this is
1: not good yeah but it's like like,
0: yeah different strokes for different folks you know (laughs) like they're not gonna be bumping that in a low rider but like around like
1: wop and stuff like that i'm just
0: like uh, like when i heard that i was just like when you, when you heard that, you were like, dude, this dude grinding the microphone across the bottom of the snare coil <laughs> that is sounded amazing. real good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this guy's killing it. This guy's killing it. And there's dudes that do that with, the, like, believe it or not, with guitar, though, too. Like, I saw a guy, and, it, and his whole deal with playing guitar is the guitar is on the floor and his pedal board is in his hands. And that's how he plays the guitar. And it's like, it's not good, but it's like, but that's what he does. And, you know, he'll have, like, 40 pedals and he'll just, like, crank them on and just be, like, kicking the thing. And, like, I've, I mean, there's, like, a, a guy that was in Vegas... And his whole deal is he plugs a guitar into an amp, uh, and so he's got a generator and an amp on top on a two-wheeler, and he plugs a guitar in, and then he just walks with the two-wheeler behind him and drags the guitar around. And so like when the guitar's dragging on the ground, it's making all this like, horrendous noise, and it's blaring out the amp, and that's his music. But it's different every time, and it's like, that's that weird, like, music and art, there's a line in between them that's very blurred but this is going way past that blurred line into art and it's not might not actually be music you know right um it's art with uh sound waves instead of actually being i mean
1: like art is it's it's all interpretive like you know it's kind of one of those things where like everybody gets something different out of it true yeah however (laughs) even though music is an art i still don't see everything as music this is one of those things like where like there's certain things like that to where i'm just like this is you can label this art
0: yeah i don't know if it's music yeah if you go any farther than jazz you're pushing it buddy and you know what that means shape up alejandro trevino yeah (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah
1: figure it out guy you know no but like uh but yeah i mean you know what's funny is like there's a lot of times where we mention that sort of stuff and we kind of like like give like a like a, a like a nudge towards jazz and stuff and we're just mm-hmm. like we're like well if you play the wrong note just say you're playing jazz <laughs> yeah <laughs> or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah play it twice but,
0: play, play the wrong note play it twice and people think you meant to do it yeah, on purpose makes and, all the and, sense in the world and man there's honestly some odd truths to that but <laughs> yeah it's, but, you know, I'm, I'm just crapping around because vino could play jazz like you wouldn't believe, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Man. If it made sense to me, I might say that too. Uh, <laughs> uh, and this is another reason I like being in the music scene up here is cause we can all kind of give each other heck, but we all know that like Vino is like an absolute madman on the guitar yeah. or the bass, and right? He can even play the drums, you know? And it's like, what yeah, you, he can like, do everything yeah it's like what are you doing dude he's so he's so good and we're here giving. i mean him despite crap. the fact that he doesn't sing much he's a pretty good singer too yeah and we're up here giving him crap like we're better than him or something <laughs> he like went to school for it he's probably one of the most talented people in the area i mean <laughs> i mean just
1: uh, just because he's a talented musician doesn't mean that i can't call him dumb every once in a while you know like
0: <laughs> this is what it is. oh man <laughs> uh, but, i hope he's listening uh i hope he is too i mean i'm sure he will listen to this honestly um but all right, so we're gonna we're gonna wind this baby down we had a we had a nice little talk about what you've been up to lately. We had a nice little uh banter about uh our thoughts on certain types of music and how it either fits into what we like or what just doesn't. But it doesn't mean it's bad either, because like, if right. you and I tried to make a rap song, it'd be the worst rap song in the world.
1: That's, I don't know. I think
0: we could actually come up with some cool shit. Maybe we should look into that. Yeah. You know, all right. Let's, <laughs> let's hit up some people around town and see if they can help us. I'm out always with. willing to be in five dude, bands. <laughs> <laughs> dude, speaking of... dude, that, how, It's the one style I don't play. Have you ever seen a rap group with a live band behind them? Oh, yeah. It's the oh, most it's insanely killer. cool thing ever. Yeah, it's killer. Um, as dumb as people want to say, like I saw the Black Eyed Peas like 15 years ago with a full band. And they had like a violin player, a flute player, two drummers, like a dude slapping the bass. Wild. It was wild. Bet. And I, and I'm i not a Black Eyed Peas fan, but somebody like won tickets on the radio and they're like, we're going. I'm like, all right. And it, I was, mean, to it be was fair. If like somebody handed cool. me like
1: tickets to like Beyonce or something like that, like oh, I'm yeah. probably going to go. I don't like Beyonce's music, but at the same time, she's an entertainer. Yeah. And oh my uh, gosh. That'd
0: be tons of fun too. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. what it is, man. Yeah. So if you want to be entertained, check out uh, the Reforge Initiative or Crash My Crater or any of the other dozens of shows Mr. Ferry is going to be playing on this summer. I was going to say, yeah, my uh, my calendar, I should just like post it. Mm. Yeah, Do you it. Know, just do, just like post. It, make a graphic, put it online. And be like, this is how it's done, Scott doll. <laughs> just kidding, Scott. Don't yell at us. <laughs> we actually do. We really want to play. I was going
1: to say, if he listens to this, I feel like next time he sees me, he's going to be like...
0: Hey, you're off now, Mister Fairy. You know you're off the Rock and Picnic. Yeah, you're off the Rock and Picnic. <laughs> yeah, rockin picnic. <laughs> Please don't, Scott. I love that show. Uh, yeah, it's a killer show too. So uh, you guys are gonna play the Saturday night of Rock and Picnic too, which is the we play opening night. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, Saturday. I think night. it's Saturday because yeah, Sunday is generally the picnic. Right. Yep, it's Labor Day weekend, so everyone has Monday off anyway. So don't worry about that, dude. But...
1: Honestly, I love playing Saturday,
0: dude. Dude, the Saturday like, show is the dark horse.
1: I was gonna show. say the Saturday show is always super killer because like a bunch of people who have just rolled in to like get their spots and stuff like that all are like full bore ready to
0: hang out mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah it's super fun the other people that show up really want to show up and then like on Sunday you get a bunch of people that are just there to like play cornhole and drink yeah and they're just there which is also cool but like the people showing up on Saturdays are like the super fans you know well it it's it's
1: kind of one of those things too where like okay, even being a Sunday night and just because you have Monday off doesn't mean that you're going to drink heavy and stuff like that. And, like, on a Saturday night, people are way more willing to just be like, yeah, Yeah. like, you know, go, like, full bore into the night and stuff like that because they're like – well, I got Sunday to recover and Monday yeah, to recover. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's kind of one of those things, too. Yeah, we
0: barely even talked about that rock and picnic show you're going to be playing. So, like I said, uh, check out all the bands. Uh, and that's September 5th, correct? I'd have to double check. Labor Day weekend. I can tell you that much. It's Labor Day weekend every year. So, whatever weekend that is, the Sunday before the Monday of Labor Day is. That's when it is. That's when the show is. But you're playing the Saturday show. We're playing the Saturday show. So, yeah, that's Brutal Republic playing the Saturday show. I'm going to be. I'd be hard pressed to say. I bet uh, Corey Waller and the Wicked Things end up playing there. One of those. One of those shows as well. Eventually, that'd be great. It's. Uh, yeah, you guys are dynamite. Uh, I'm stoked to to catch some of your shows this summer. Hopefully, my booking doesn't get too full. That's like the worst no. part. Now that I'm playing, no. I hope it does. <laughs> now that I'm playing so much, I don't get to as much time to see all the bands play that and, I want to. But and,
1: and I totally, I totally get that. It's one of those things where I uh, I always find it to be so bittersweet. Yeah. And. Uh, when jam nights used to happen mm-hmm. at Patty's here at patties, I would always do this thing to where like, I wouldn't bring sticks. I wouldn't bring anything. I would just like go and just be like, no, nah, I'm just going to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Jeremy would walk up to me and he'd just be like, all right, so you want to get up there? And I'm like, no, you're going to play a couple songs, songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, You want to play? Yeah. Okay. No, but like, it's like, no, no, like I want to, I genuinely just want to come listen to other people mm-hmm. play and play stuff. And then I always ended up, playing even yep. though i didn't want to it's like it, it's one of those things where like
0: like we're in the game because we like listening to music so yeah much. we like playing it Yeah, you know? so it's, yeah i used to show up to those and leave my guitar in my trunk and just like come in and hide in the back because it's like maybe right. if maybe if Ober doesn't see me he won't call me out right and then it would always just be like, oh, it looks like Mr. Stockdale's in the building. It's like, oh, my God, I have to play now. But it, but it's, Son of
1: a bitch has eagle eyes. Yeah, he, he <laughs> sure does.
0: And he knows everybody in the music scene. And he calls everyone out. You're getting up here and playing some songs. It's like, all right, all right, all right, I'm in. All right, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I'm here for it. Fine. All right, if you want links to anything down below, uh, Brutal Republic links will be down below. Corey Waller and the Wicked Things links will be down below, as well as the Day Drinkers. I'll put uh, Blue Ribbon Ramblers down there as well, because those are the big four, I would call it for you um, Yeah. Do we not talk about anything we should have talked about? I can't think of anything. All right. right. I think we're pretty good. All right. I mean,
1: obviously, though, check this guy's, you know, schedule out.
0: Yeah. I'm doing stuff, too.
1: Make sure you look at his calendar, because... I mean, he's gonna put on as good of a show as we do for sure.
0: Oh yeah, well I appreciate that, man. Thank you very much. Like there's, I, there's no doubt. Yeah, I, lots uh, of shows, lots of good times to be had. Yeah, I mean whether summer. whether it be uh, with Three Finger Betty down the Des Moines area or whether it be with which you guys with, kill it. Yeah, I, like yeah. I
1: won't lie. The last time I saw you guys, I didn't know what to think. I was like, I wonder what kind of like punk band these
0: guys are. Uh he was yeah. murdered. Yeah. It. it was awesome. Punch you in the face, punk music. It was it, perfect. It's very high energy. Uh strap strap one on if you're gonna come watch us play. You better be prepared. You're quite
1: the showman with that group too. Like, I won't lie. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of times where I hang out with you and you're a little quiet and stuff like that. I'm a very and quiet. then like when you're on stage with those guys, i like it see, and that's <laughs> what I'm talking about with the angsty stuff. Like, that's what I'm talking about with the angsty stuff. Is like when, when I'm on stage with brutal and everything like you kind of have to bring a different like emotion like exactly. you gotta bring that you know you can't just stand there it's not fun no. if you just stand there you just like it's look more... straight forward and look like a f- goon no thanks uh, you know no, no like it people have a hard time getting into music if you're not getting into it you know? yeah it translates and from the stage to the crowd yeah and
0: it actually goes the opposite way too yeah if the crowd, yeah, the crowd
1: his- just stands there and looks at you
0: it will ruin your show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a few venues I've played in where it's it's like that. There's a few venues I've played in where just because of the crowd it upped the show. Yeah. You know, so... If you're going to the music shows uh enjoy your time there uh don't just stand there like a goon and if you're playing music this summer don't just stand there like a goon yeah unless you want i mean to. at
1: the very least like at least like clap or
0: yeah. you know and if you're playing music maybe smile once or twice yeah, you know? yeah. if they tell a joke laugh. I don't know. <laughs> all right yeah check down below for all the links for all the good stuff uh lots of shows coming up this summer so uh yeah make make sure you get out to one of them um yeah appreciate it thanks for joining me on the podcast dude as always thank you for having me it's a pleasure yeah Oh man, another good episode with another good person. I really enjoy sitting down talking with Mr. Fairy about uh, everything he's got going on. You know, he's been doing this for quite a while. Uh, We talked a lot about his, his bands that he's in and things he's got coming up this summer as far as shows. If you're looking for some of those show dates, look down below there's links to all of the bands down below all the bands we talked about there should be most of the links available most of the ones i could find anyways as well as the other ones i could parse together for the episode so if you're looking for show dates and saying i want to go see caleb ferry beat the drums this summer that's where you're gonna have to go look that's the place to be uh wherever he's at and wherever he's playing so check it out he's in some stellar stellar bands um some bands that i really really enjoy like i said the, the brutal republic that's they're a stalwart up here. They've been around for a long time. They're very, very, very good at what they do. And that, uh, that's not taking anything lightly from any of his other bands because holy cow, like I said, he's in four very, very good bands from up in this area. And they take a lot of bookings. And if, if you go look at the, all the show dates that all of them have booked, you'll you'll see why. So I uh, appreciate Caleb sitting down, taking the time out of his day to hang out with me and talk on the podcast. Um, this was another one that I kind of scheduled last second. So I really appreciate that, Caleb. Uh, you know, once again, just go check out all of the links down below and, and go check out some of those shows this summer if you're in the northern Iowa area or beyond. You know, like we said in the episode, he's going to be following Ragbri around. So check all that out. And, uh, you know, that Reforge Initiative show is going to be a fun one. Uh, Crash My Crater is going to be a fun one. There's all sorts of good shows out there that I hope I can get to if I uh, have the free time. So we'll see if I don't get booked on some other shows this summer myself. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to hope to catch a few of their shows. It's going to be fun. It's going to be real fun. I also have to say thank you to everyone who's been buying the merch. I am selling out of, oh, I completely sold out of the hoodies. Uh, there's only one left and it's already purchased, I just have to deliver it, that's it. Uh, hoodies are done for. I don't know what the deal was, but I have so many people asking me for hoodies and it's like 90 degrees out, but I guess I shouldn't be one to judge, yeah, strap on the hoodies if you want and it's 90, it's not, you know, I'm not going to judge you for it, so. Uh, Otherwise, I do have some t-shirts, but uh, I do have to say that a lot of people have been buying t-shirts lately, so I'm selling out of uh, a couple of sizes of those, so the sizes are getting limited. Uh, If anybody out there is listening is somebody that wanted a larger size, I do have larger sizes available, 2X and up. Uh, I did have a handful of people say, hey, you need these sizes shirts for me, and I said, all right, I'll get them, and then I got them, and then nobody bought them. So if you're looking for larger size shirts, I have them. Otherwise, I have some smaller size shirts as well, but I'm starting to run out of, of Audible Farm shirts even too. I do have a new graphic design in for a new shirt. I'm just waiting for the finalized product on the the design of the graphics, and then I'm going to send it on over to the printer, and hopefully, I'll get some new shirts out um, if I can do it right and do it quick enough. Hopefully, before the end of the summer. So, um, I mean, that sounds like a long time, but I, you know, it just takes a while sometimes for people to. Uh, to get done what what they've got to get done. So I'm just going to wait on the graphic design and then I'll ship it off to the t-shirt guy and say, hey, can you print me some of these? And uh, hopefully the t-shirt company that I use says yes, and then I will make some. So keep your eyes peeled for some of that stuff. Otherwise, check out the Audible Farm shop. I've got decals there, uh, some pretty cool ones, holographic ones, regular ones. Uh, if you clean off what you're going to stick them to, they will stick there pretty much forever. They're pretty much dishwasher safe, uh, weather safe. You can put them on your cars or wherever you want to put them. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I mean... Saw a guy walk around with one just stuck to his hat the other day. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, put it on your hat if you want to and walk around. You, you now have an Audible Farm hat. That's how that works. Um, but, yeah, so I do, do got to say that's, that's one option you can do to support the podcast. Otherwise, there is the Patreon page. Patreon page is $1 a month. That's $12 for a whole year of all of the Audible Farm video versions. Otherwise, if you listen to this on an audio version or you just go to YouTube and listen to the Audible version there, it's free, and it's always going to be free that way. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much the way it is. If you want to support non-monetarily, you can like, subscribe, and share, especially on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and uh, you know maybe leave some comments on some of the posts or something and let us know that you're out there actually looking at what we're doing and, and interact with us a little bit. Let us know what we're doing and how we're doing it and, and all that good stuff. So I got to say thanks once again to Mr. Ferry for joining me. What a great guy. I, I seriously love him so much. Um, otherwise, yeah, thank you guys for listening and check in in the next couple of weeks for some more awesome episodes. I appreciate you guys listening in every single week. So we'll check you later. Peace.